0: So Dan and I were going to talk about a DC thing, but then Marvel just had to get in front of the line, just budge in the way and drop the Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer, I guess hours? No, like 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, not long before we pressed start, you were like, hmm, new trailer dropped. And I was like, oh, okay. So, Yeah. And to be clear, the
1: DC thing is the Discovery Warner Brothers merger, which is like a massive... Story, but because of the way nerd culture is, people are only talking about it in terms of, well, how would this DC. affect the DC right. So <laughs> Like, um, what's funny
0: though is I'm the one who, when I heard the merger was happening, I was hyped because Ghost Adventures is now going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, so Which that's is, um, where my
1: priorities lie. I mean, it's, in a weird way, it's kind of like where streaming is going because when you you actually can look up online and see what movies and shows are bizarrely hits on streaming. Like according to Netflix's metrics, like random stuff like the Ghost Rider films were really huge, and but like a huge thing that really gets the viewership is like the binge comfort TV stuff, which is why the most recent big Netflix things have been Old Enough and Is It Cake, which I watched both. I recommended one of them. It wasn't, is it, cake? Because that's one of the worst like game show realities I've ever seen in my life. I saw two episodes of Old Enough. It was very, very sweet. It's it so very nice, cute, and it's so it's it's simultaneously tense but heartwarming in a way that's like really hard to pull off effectively. And- I think. In 2020, you recommended The Floor Is Lava, and another
0: season of that is coming out. Well, you didn't recommend it, but you told me about it. Oh um, uh, yeah, because I, uh, I don't know if I'd full on recommend that show. But I, I know you said you like watched it in one sitting at the time. Of course, that was a dark time. I was recovering Anything from was surgery.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, is, if I, I think the fact that I didn't, I literally physically couldn't move my hand to, to turn it off is a big factor as to why I watched so much of that show. <laughs> but. Yeah, but like the whole comfort TV thing is huge, and I think that's the one of the benefits of the Discovery merger, which we're getting ahead of ourselves. But where now they get all of these like shows like Ghost Adventures that can just like pump onto HBO Max, which is because like HBO Max has the Sopranos, they have a Sopranos movie, they have all these like they have, a, they uh, have uh, Game of Thrones television, and then but, Adult Swim comedy which,
0: stuff. Which, I will argue, has quite a lot of artistic merit. I, I but... agree. It's just, it's such a spectrum. There's no middle ground it's of incredible. watching. You can't go from, like, Euphoria
1: to Xavier Renegade Angel. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to watch a Ghibli film, <laughs> and then I'm going to watch some bizarre adult swim show that was canceled for six episodes because it's just a nightmare to look at. And then I'm going to watch last week tonight with John Oliver. You know, it's just like what a night, what a night you're having. Yes. But the problem is, all none of those are things that you just like. I'll just put that on in the background while I do something. They're all things that demand your attention, which HBO Max has managed to hit this weird thing of like tons of great content. All content that you have to really sit down and like actually actively look at. You have to put your phone down. You have to watch mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And you can't Netflix, farm the bird
0: in Elden Ring watching those shows. It doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, that's our
1: topical reference for the for the week to so show they were hip and boy. Ready. have I played a lot of Elden Ring, <laughs> I am. Um, I preached. I preached the Easter sunrise service at my church yesterday, so we just had to wake up at four a.m. and go and preach. And it was a good. The main thing that stuck out is I was preaching on the road to a mass, and I described it as. Um, I was like, this is kind of like if you ever watch a long running show, like you've watched anime. There's they have these thing called filler episodes, where like a bunch of characters go to the beach, and I was describing as that. And it's the only thing I remember because afterwards a bunch of like teenagers that had come were like, do you watch anime and all this stuff? And I'd (laughs) be like, I am getting old. (laughs) Like the last anime I watched. If you ask me about Soul Eater or something, I won't know what you're talking about. First and Second Chronicles is the filler episode of scripture. It's
0: just, (laughs) it's just, or the recap episode because it's just like the same again with
1: this last week on Dragon Ball. (laughs) That's right. Next week on Dragon Ball, it's that. That's right. Stretched out for two he's the sacred scripture which are inspired and are very valid <laughs> i got very mad once because my historical books teacher in bible college was like making fun of for Chronicle, uh making fun of numbers actually too and i wanted to be like this is your job like you teach these books like you guys they're like, good oh, bible's boring
0: like dude what the heck but that's like uh people who complain about genealogies being boring and like i i guess i get it if you're lame because genealogies are kind of fascinating in terms of context the idea that people even have their names in the bible is really cool that's like the the proto book of life you get to have your name in that book that's (laughs) awesome um it's uh it's super cool it's like the pre-patch notes kind
1: of thing uh but uh it's also extremely important for the whole like polemic of jesus is the messiah because it's yeah lineage.
0: Yeah, it's also historical um, referencing. So you can check historical documents to cross-reference with people who were alive at the time. Correct. So it's very, very, very Correct. valuable, um, a lot of it. Uh, also, some genealogies are very encouraging, especially like – there's not. it's not an overt genealogy, but it's kind of there in Exodus 6 where it starts listing off um, basically when Moses and, and Israel are still in captivity. There's a, a minor genealogy talking about – People who are born after they leave, and so it's kind of sweet because it's just it's a confirmation that they leave, confirmation that they continue to prosper through through childbearing. I I was really touched when uh, observing it in that way because it's who has who has children, people who have hope, and these people are panicked about living in Egypt any longer, but they're going to have several more generations after, which means they're going to have hope. And uh, yes, genealogies, good stuff, man. Uh, there is definitely other stuff in scripture that can i guess arguably be considered boring but i'm not really quite sure what those would be uh i i'm trying now now i almost like should we just pivot this episode to what's a boring part of scripture like
1: <laughs> <laughs> i try to think <laughs> i don't Imagine know it's nightmare I, if we were like nope this part is boring <laughs> it's like, uh and what is it? And you know
0: what? That would be interesting. Is there anything wrong with a part of scripture being boring? Or would that inerrantly mean something for something to be boring? Like, that could be kind of cool. Because boring well, isn't like, bad. All of boring, scripture is
1: boring to someone. Like, people who, like for example, don't believe it's the inspired word of God. Like, I can see why you think the Bible is boring because it doesn't touch you in that way. But, or- like, a
0: positive read, like how there's a part of scripture that can be sad, but that's not a criticism, that's like a, a characteristic of the passage. Like that could be interesting. Anyways, anyways, this is not a two guys talking about Christian topics and Christian Twitter. This is just a movie podcast where we talk about movies and also are Christians. So, what's right. uh? What, <laughs> did you know there's a lot of Mormons on Twitter? <laughs> I I've heard in our chat group that that is a thing, uh, and that they did they target did they target sin no, Twitter? Twitter? No, they didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Actually, they're very nice. The I'm Mormons sure interacted with. I'm sure I they're nicer it than just, most it was people that realize like every group has a group on Twitter. So there's like a Jehovah's witness Twitter. There is uh Islam is a huge presence on Twitter. Yes. And it's just like, interesting that like there's all these like little pockets of worlds with, cause I, I'm not super, I'm not deep like engraved into Christian Twitter, VR Twitter account, but I, I'll see the remnants. So I'll see people going like, it's really a shame that like Christian Twitter has been so horrible this week. I'm like, I didn't see anything. What are you guys talking about? But like, there's all this infighting between people who are only popular within these groups and they're feuding. And I'm like, well, well, there is a presidential uh, thing going on with the SBC. So like that probably well,
0: feeds a lot. That's of the-
1: one thing. Like, that's a big deal. I could like, I understand people are upset about that, but I'm like, literally it's like one Christian Twitter account is upset. At another Christian Twitter account. I was like, I guess that's one way to spend time before the end of the world. And you know, you go see Jesus in heaven or whatever, but I don't know. It's weird, but uh, before we talk about the Warner Bros. Discovery merger, there's a one-minute, 30-second Thor teaser trailer, and you wanted us to talk about what we think will be in it before.
0: Yeah, well, we'll like, what have you heard? Like, anything oh. non-spoilery, but, like, what is what is kind of to be expected? So, non-spoilery. I mean, I, well, uh, first, here's the things I know. Let me, let me start with that, because, okay. like, I know less than you, and you can kind of cross-reference and correct or... or put up those bumpers, the geek bumpers for me, but I, I've heard that Thor love and thunder is going to be the transition to Natalie Portman's character being the Thor character, um, which has interesting, uh, prospects for Chris Hemsworth, who probably is tired of playing in the Disney machine. He probably wants to move on and do other things. I know, um, Chris, uh, the other Chris, the one who was captain America. What's his last name? Evans. Evans. Chris Evans, years ago, said, I really want my contract to end. <laughs> so um, he, uh, I'm sure a lot of people in that machine are ready to go do independent projects and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense that uh, they might pivot that way. I've also heard that Love and Thunder will have um, a more uh, a, a prominent, overt LGBTQ plus character, uh, which I'm sure will upset a fair amount of, well, I, a select collection of our audience um and uh someday we will get into that topic when it becomes relevant to a discussion but i don't know if that's going to be relevant now unless the trailer is just a minute and a half of two men kissing but i don't know we have to watch it
1: first bold move from (laughs) taiko
0: it's just taiko td kissing chris hemsworth um for a minute and a half uh but uh those are the i think the only two things i kind of know. i mean i know that thor currently would be with the guardians of the galaxy right now i don't know if that's gonna like canonically that's where he'd be at um but also like this movie black widow set a precedent for we can just jump around in timeline for whatever story we want to tell so maybe this will be the same i don't know but that's the extent of my knowledge
1: and speculation what do you have uh, first off, the poster for this movie's been released, and it's, like, one of the best Marvel movie posters they've ever made. All right, um, checking it out. Partially because it doesn't look this—because they're doing this thing where, like, every poster is, like, the same collection of just faces staring over, like, a background. You know what I'm talking about? It's, like, Spider-Man—like, the new Spider-Man movie is, like, one of the biggest comic book films of all time. But the posters are just awful. Like, And this is, like, a multi-billion dollar company where these movies regularly make a billion dollars. Oh, I don't this- know why— like, this poster Kim. is dope. Yeah, it's awesome. But uh, so there's been a lot of speculation about Chris Hemsworth's future. He has made lots of comments stating that he actually is totally fine sticking around for Thor. The okay. one issue is that the physical demands of the role are pretty significant because he has to be jacked and ripped all the time. Yeah, so that's, I,
0: he probably works out like two hours a day um, just to stay like physically fit. I don't know. He's probably but, getting what is it? The needles with the electricity. Um, to keep his muscles um, pumped and big. Because I know some people do that. Uh, I, feel well, I, I know, know he eats like oh, insane
1: turn. amounts of chicken. Yeah, you have to eat an obscene amount of meat. Uh, it's crazy. To keep it up that body. But so. so, like, he's made, but at the same time, he's mentioned that he, part of why the Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder and these things have had this tonal shift is partially because that's what he wants to do with the character. Like yes, I found, do remember that. Yeah. Um, the earlier, more regal Thor to be kind of like dull to play. So, which is fair because it's not the most dynamic, interesting character, I think. But um, in terms of, so I don't like, there is definitely the way they got Natalie Portman back into the role is by promising her that they'd do the Lady Thor thing for the comics, which. First off, is a thing in the comics, so I just before everyone starts jumping on the bandwagon of like this is a Disney thing, this is a thing in the comics.
0: It's also just cool. Who cares if it's a Disney thing? You got three, These Thor movies of, on their own, and two of them are bad. So like, I why would you want to like the batting average for Thor as a guy has not been very good. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> let's <just> move on.
1: <laughs> br- brief aside, I definitely think we're in a time where comic book fans are just really spoiled. Like I was reading another discussion because again to preemptively get into the Warner Bros. discovery thing like the future of batman is a big thing everyone's like so dumb that we don't get any more benefit like batman and first off he was in like three movies as batman (laughs) plus cameo in suicide squad like we got actually got a decent amount of like i remember back in the day we got one batman actor for a couple years and maybe they do more than one movie you know because if you're a big val kilmer batman fan you're out of luck buddy but right now there's like three or four different Batman running around doing in different franchises. Like we have had, this is our fourth solo Thor movie. He's been in every Avengers movie. You've gotten a ton of Chris Hemsworth playing this specific Thor character. Like that's a lot of this franchise. Like you and I, before we hit record, we're talking about Terminator and like you had three Schwarzenegger (laughs) Terminator movies. And then they kept trying to reboot the franchise, different actors and stuff. Like, Like you're really spoiled as far as if you like this, if you can you imagine like pre twenty ten being like man, I don't know about the sixth Thor movie, (laughs) I don't know. Like we're living in a golden age, so land like if four four solo Thor movies isn't enough for you, like you need to, I don't know. That's a weird thing to believe. Cultural infant
0: infantilization, uh, because you have a bunch of people who grew up with it who can't let go when. I'm pretty sure Thor 11 Thunder and, and even the current age of Marvel is uh, it's got to draw on a new audience. So it's got to start new stories, oh, yeah, which means it needs new characters. Why, and if, if adults want to keep watching these, they can obviously just go to the Disney Plus shows because it seems like that's what those are going to be. It's a little more adult and engaging. But if you're, um, I don't want to be mean, but if you're a man child, then you're stuck complaining about Stuff like this, which, granted, I don't see. I don't see this because I'm not online, so it's not stretching into. Well, well, I do hear some complaints from customers at work, um which are very small brain, and I sort of just let it slide because I am trying to make a sale, not have a podcast at work. <laughs> but yeah, um but uh, yeah, like whatever. Let let there be Lady Thor. Let there be <laughs> She Hulk. I don't know. These things are cool. I will, I will just say bring that- back Daredevil. Put him in everything. That's yeah. all I care
1: about. There's a. I won't get into the Daredevil stuff right now, but um, I will. This is anecdotal, but my, the the friend of mine that is the most upset about these sorts of things, like he didn't like the Girl Hawkeye thing or whatever Kate Bishop, and it's just like oh, just she was
0: a full cool character. But
1: I, I was like, that's a thing from like the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run. That's like a really celebrated, beloved thing. And it's like he hasn't read comics since the '80s, you know. And and so like I will say that there's some people. There are some people who in general I have not liked the way Marvel and most comic books have been going in the past like, 10 to 20 years because it's quote unquote getting more woke or whatever. But at the same time, like there Someone give passive- me a definition
0: for woke. I don't know what it means.
1: I just grab that <laughs> hug that cactus full on and just let, but yeah, like some of these people are not people who read comics and they, they're more talking about the cultural artifice of certain characters which to an extent I think there's something really valid about that, because some comics are just bad. And some comic book writers take characters and just sit in directions I don't like and that sort of thing. But like the Lady Thor character in the comics has it actually has a really interesting um like I don't wanna call it a plot, like device, but there's I'm not gonna spoil it because it might be a thing in the movie. But like the Lady it's Thor character cool. in the comics actually has a really interesting angle on it. So uh, but yeah, so that's definitely a definitely thing. That's how they got Natalie Portman to come back. Cause do you think these comic so many... book
0: people complain that there hasn't been a Robin in a Batman movie for years? Like, Some do. Some do really they... are
1: upset that their lack of Robin. And actually, as um Patrick Willems points out in a recent video, I say he did. Robin is really important to the character of Batman. Oh and yeah,
0: something. that's something like what I. I think Robin adds such a well, not just Robin, but the rogues not rogues gallery what's the reverse rogues gallery the bat family adds so much more dynamic to bruce wayne to the batman um that you're just not getting it's probably why like partially why the batman as a movie it just feels both samey and also not samey because it's detective batman which we haven't gotten but because it's still just it's like you joked about in the episode. Batman learning to become a symbol. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I've seen that before. Great. Um, right. and even the third Robin sticks around to say, you can't let any symbol die that you've made. So Robin needs to stay alive. Like, but that's more interesting because it would be Batman going, I can't let another teenager <laughs> run around <laughs> fighting crime because they're gonna die. Like <laughs> that's so cool. It,
1: it gives you so much more to do with Batman because Yes you can like actually the Titan. One of the things I like about the Titan show, which is man is out a mixed bag of a show, but they actually dig in the opposite direction or Batman is kind of sad, pathetic because he like needs Robin around, not as like a redemptive thing, but he's just so lonely and broken and unable to function on his own that he like he, there's a really sad moment where he talks to Dick Grayson and, and cause a recent Robin has, um, well, Jason Todd, I think it was Jason, Jason Todd has died and so he's talking to Dick Grayson, and he's like, and there's a sad moment where he's like, do you, do you want to be Robin again? And it's like really sad because it's just this moment where really Batman's really broken and lost everything. But in most iterations, Robin is, is Batman's character arc. Like he le- learns to become a loving father, become the parent he never had. It's really nice. And it also just gives him someone to talk to. Yes. In like a really like real natural way because he gets to be, fully be Batman, who is quote unquote his real self, to someone else, both understands what he's going through but it also like it brings out other aspects of him versus like just batman alone on rooftops staring at gotham which some people like that i enjoy that like i like the character batman but i I need both i mean and i also like
0: in to to come to love and thunder it's like uh or not even love just love and thunder but like changing the gender of a character or changing even the skin color of a character uh it permits new storytelling uh it's cool. (laughs) Like we've had over a decade of this stuff, but it's basically been the same movie anyway, just with the different set of underwear on the outside of their leotard. So like, why not just give me, yeah, change, change up the, change up the entire dynamic, make it, make it fun. If you can change genres with Thor where one and two are so serious, and then the third one's just a comedy movie, then I don't mind if you're changing the gender or skin color of these characters. And That's it's not totally even changing fine. the
1: gender because Lady Thor is a separate character from Thor, you know. So it's like correct, right? It, it would be one thing if to recast it, like in the middle of the movie, just came back and say, Thor now." Like, okay, like that'd be a little weird, but like, I, yeah, um, I know that Christian Bale is playing Gore, the God Butcher, which is a, a huge get for an actor. Like, I think it's awesome that he's in it. Uh, Gore, the God Butcher, has a it has a is a great villain um, in the comics. His sword comes from null i believe who is like the sort of the god of the symbiotes and stuff which there is some speculation they would tie that in because of stuff with like venom and and no way home but it doesn't look like that's the case who knows they could prove me wrong but um and i know that valkyrie's in it i heard lady sif is coming back to the movie and of course all the guardians characters where we left them off are just with thor So, there's this might be sort of like a pseudo between movie between this and the next Guardians of the Galaxy thing, which I believe is the Christmas special they're making. Um, and they're because they're currently also currently filming Guardians of the Galaxy volume three, yes, which is slated to be the end of that franchise to some extent. So, this also might be a connective tissue between those movies. Uh, so I think they'll my guess is there'll be funny banter between Thor and Star Lord. You will get glimpses of the plot, you will see. Gore the God Butcher, possibly he might get some big vanity shot. Um, I think you'll see Jane Foster become Lady Thor. Like I could see that either being the big stinger that they leave it on, or it just like there'll be brief glimpses of it. So let nerds <laughs> just like think about it and 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 um in speculate. So all those clickbait blogs would be like, What is the implication of this? Are there gonna be two Thors and there'll be the YouTube videos of the red circles all over it or whatever? But that's my that's my <laughs> speculation <laughs> now that so we're I 25 guess, minutes into this episode so i guess we should watch, watch the, uh... the trailer
0: hey there it's your friendly neighborhood call to action just checking in on you hope you're doing all right i'm just stopping by to say you know if you enjoy the show you can always subscribe and write a review for cinematic doctrine there's itunes pod chaser basically anywhere you listen You can give us a shout-out with a thumbs-up, five stars, gripping positivity. Or if you hate the show, you can say that, too. Wait, what? What are you saying? Why are you saying that? Well, I'm not going to tell them what to do, Ted. They're free to do what they want. Our analytics say we got a lot of listeners in the U.S., and you know they love their freedoms. And you're also free to check out our Twitter. Very active there. We host polls, memes. There's also the Cinematic Doctrine Facebook group called Cinematic Doctrine Facebook group. If you want to join, just answer the questions, read the rules, and tell them the podcast sent you. Also, you should check out our website. Some really cool stuff there. Editorials, written reviews for movies we haven't had time to cover. Always check out cinematicdoctrine.com when you get the chance. Oh, uh, Ted also told me I shouldn't forget to mention the Patreon. Something about you can support us or something? Wait, Ted. I thought this was like a hobby thing. You want me to, expand to- cinematic doctrine. You know right, this already. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I forgot. I'm the one who put all this together. Yeah, cinematic doctrine has a Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can gain access to early uncut episodes of the podcast. Oh, and did I mention, you get to tell us what to do. That's right. Each month you get to vote on a movie we discuss on the show. Anyways, I gotta run. So I'll see you guys later. So uh it was just a minute and a half skit of Taika Waititi and Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth having fun making a YouTube video. That's what this trailer was. There wasn't I I don't know. Uh what what did what did you think?
1: What what uh it's definitely a teaser, you know. Yeah. I didn't really get anything from it. Um there's a couple of big shots that shows things like we see the first look at Russell Crowe as Zeus, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see a little bit of the dynamic between Thor and the Guardians. Uh, you get to see that Lady Valkyrie. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Tessa Thompson's character is kind of like the leader of New Asgard and Earth. And there's some sort of political tension there. So it gives you a little brief snapshots of what the movie will be about. Uh, assuming that these are all actual shots that would be in the movie. This isn't Yeah, at this point. a trickery. It but. Disney's usually pretty good at, like, if something in the trailer isn't in the movie, it's because they replace it with something better and not, like, not to name names, Morbius, where it was just false advertising. And, of course, you get the big... I totally called it. I They ended the trailer with a shot of Lady Thor. So, that was kind of neat. And I don't know if you heard, but I was also live reacting to the trailer. And, so...
0: Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I just was, was pretty, silent. I muted.
1: <laughs> but... I don't know. I, I have a lot of was faith in Taika. Was it just you going, wah, wah oh, no way, <laughs> no way? Um, uh, I have a lot of faith in Taika. You know, he's the reason that Natalie Portman was willing to come back. Um, he's the reason that the Thor franchise is now seen as like a kind of a bankable, dependable franchise. And he's the reason that there's going to be four of these. Like, no other character has gotten this many solo projects out of the MCU as far as I can tell. So um, I am, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it as a movie. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I I hope, and my, my hope is that because Ragnarok was so well received and Taika is such a well-respected filmmaker now, you know, that because of that, they'll have enough faith in him. Well, they'll just like let him kind of do what he wants, you know, um, right now i haven't watched it like our flag means death is getting a lot of critical acclaim on hbo max i don't know anything about the show or haven't seen it i just know it's about pirates but you know he i and but after this and jojo rabbit like i think well i hope that they'd be willing to just be like okay it's like uh, what is it you want to do and he probably picks on something totally insane and they're like okay fine whatever that's what i hope happened um there's that one shot in the trailer that's from the comics i just briefly while we were paused i looked it up um, that's like part of gore the god butchers like rampage so gore the god butcher his whole thing is he in the comics he kills like god characters because he has some gripe against deities like i, I think it was because something tragic happened to him and whatever god he worshipped didn't save him and so because he goes through the marvel universe killing the various god characters uh hence why he'd have a beef with uh, thor thor but also, I think he's, my assumption, and this isn't an like anything. thing, but I think he's going to either try to or manage to kill Zeus, which is part of the stunt casting of putting a huge actor in the movie to play a smaller yes. character. But yes, uh, that's my assumption, and I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be a cool character to have running around the Marvel Universe as a guy who's killing all the deity god characters. But is he going to? Um... Unless, he's a, unless he's a one and done villain, kind of like, you know, Kurt Russell's that's... Odin or something.
0: What's, uh, who's, um, flip, what it Kurt, Kurt Russell's Odin. <laughs> you mean Kurt Russell's, uh, daddy Pratt.
1: Ego. Sorry. Ego. Uh, ego.
0: Um, what is uh? though? What was I, um, Kang is Kang rumored to be in this.
1: I don't think he is. Um, he's going to be three. In Ant-Man three Hilarious. I'm assuming he's going to be in the second season of Loki.
0: And I think I heard Kang is also in, Doctor Strange is going to be in Doctor
1: Strange. Who isn't? Who isn't going to be in Doctor yeah, Strange? That's right. Everyone's been rumored to be in Doctor Strange. Deadpool's rumored to be in Doctor Strange. Um, uh, Charles Xavier is going to be in Doctor Strange. Anson Mount is just a whole black bolt from the New Humans TV show in Doctor Strange. Tom Cruise is rumored to be in Doctor Strange. It's just
0: everyone, everyone and everything is rumored to be in there. Bring back Icarus. I want a guy who can fly around and shoot lasers from his eyes. That's all I want in the Marvel universe. That's the like every now and then I'm like, Oh, that was a cool character. Cause he has cool powers, well, but that's, they it.
1: might, they might bring in <laughs> squadron Supreme at some point, which is literally just their version of the justice league. So yeah, it's like just, Hyperion has all of Superman's powers. I just want
0: people who can yell and scream and shoot lasers from their eyes at the same time. That is just <laughs> such a cool visual. That's all I care about. Eternals, two hours and 40 minutes of boring, but the laser eyes, mm got me yeah it's kevin cool.
1: feige if you're listening just hire henry cavill to play hyperion <laughs> <laughs> that's right make him make him look sad all the time <laughs> uh yeah so i mean i'm I'm looking forward to the movie <laughs> just i, I wish there's more to talk about in the trailer but
0: there's never more to talk about in trailer reactions they're the, the we we have just stooped to the lowest rung of youtube <laughs> and, and podcasting where it's uh well, so, I like uh, to think we brought a little more to the table then.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My gosh.
0: It, I, I like soy products, but I do not want a soy face. I do not <laughs> want to.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> you're like. Just Lady like, you have, Thor? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: Oh, man. Uh, do you think this, this movie will have the 100th first Disney kiss <laughs> or same sex kiss? Are we going to have our annual first ever queer representation in a Marvel movie or um, Disney thing? I like to imagine It's been Disney... six months since they've announced a new queer character
0: the, the first time, so... I like to imagine Disney is like um, Michael Scott when he's dating Pam's mom. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to date her even harder. <laughs> and that's that's Disney with... Um, uh, LGBTQ characters. <laughs> We're well, just going to put them in even harder. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll have two characters in the background holding
1: hands. Oh my gosh! Couple.
0: And we won't cut the thirty-second clip when we
1: show it in the Middle East. <laughs> there is what is it? Six lines of dialogue in uh, Fantastic Beast Three. <laughs> it's like it was like thirty seconds of footage that they that they removed for Russia and China. And I was like, you guys made such a huge. You know, fuss about oh man, Dumbledore's
0: Grin- secret. <laughs> Grin- Dumbledore and
1: Grindelwald, we're doing it, and then it's apparently so easy that's like thirty seconds of editing completely <laughs> removes it from the movie. Wow, big step forward for Warner Brothers. Speaking of Warner Brothers, yeah. Oh, the reason we're not baby. talking about Fantastic Beast Three is because nobody wants to talk about Fantastic Beast Three, and also Melvin hasn't seen the other two, so
0: I just want to watch the other two. So we could just sort of dog on them. But like, I also don't like, that's a lot of time to invest just to talk about movies. (laughs) Everyone kind of already knows aren't very good. So it's like,
1: okay, whatever. It is incredible. There's a new Harry Potter, like, okay, it's a spinoff, but it's in the Harry Potter franchise movie and no one's talking about it. The only conversations was the brief kerfuffle over the fact that there's censorship. And then now everyone's going, Oh, that was bad. And that's it. There's no, no one's talking about it. It's incredible that one of the biggest franchises in the world is just completely like flaming out from her very eyes. You can't eyes. do prequels, man.
0: You can never, like, <laughs> this is the third set of prequels that are not receivable. Well. You had Star Wars, then you had uh, The Hobbit, and now you have Fantastic Beasts, and it's just, man, you can't do
1: it. You can't <laughs> Well, Star Wars prequels have, like, retroactively prequels. gotten a lot of love, but I see what you're saying. It's well, just.
0: I, I know. Yeah. I, and, and I like Star Wars 3. I liked it then. I like it now. But, like, it's still. It it just doesn't work, and like I I, probably it's because the prequels have something to enjoy, whereas the Hobbit prequels, I just I I I struggle to to find out what it is to enjoy about those. They're too long, and they're just not exciting. Should have like
1: Guillermo del Toro just make one movie. I know it's just ridiculous, Um,
0: but we have uh, a DC. We 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 didn't really have much to talk at length about this uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger, other than hey, it's pretty cool, and HBO Max needs <laughs> content, so like well. this is perfect for that. Um, putting some Discovery content on there. Um, what what is it though that um Disney has part? It, oh, National Geographic. That's who they have because that makes that makes HBO Max a much stronger competitor to Disney Plus. Does it make it a competitor to Netflix? I don't know. I know that HBO Max, I mean I know Netflix is looking at HBO Max and Disney Plus um as competitors, but Netflix is still such a Netflix has such a is such a monster of a of a tech company in in the streaming world. Paired alongside, like I never see them, I don't know, doing what the other streaming services are doing, whereas HBO Max looks like they're not gonna even try imitating Netflix, they're just gonna do the Disney Plus system. But by themselves, if that makes any sense, and it seems like this acquisition of Discovery is that, whereas Netflix almost just—they don't need to buy anybody out. They just—they've already destroyed Hollywood, taken over, and now they're yeah, well, doing their own thing.
1: Warner Brothers yeah, isn't acquiring Discovery; they're merging, and actually, a lot of a lot of the people working at Warner Brothers now are no longer working there, mm-hmm. as is often the case of mergers. They're just getting. Um, replaced or their jobs are redundant especially Um,
0: with dc (laughs) because boy does dc need a lot of work so yeah so the
1: big the big story coming out so far and this a lot of this comes from an article pop of variety which is that um the new head the guy who's coming in and as leader post-discovery he's (laughs) very quickly looked at the books i'm assuming and realized that for some reason DCEU the DC franchise isn't just absolutely just running Hollywood um you know there's been a lot of talk about this sort of subject the whole Marvel versus DC thing which I think if you're actually invested in some sort of like rivalry between the two um I'm glad you're listening to this <laughs> during like a lunch period <laughs> and eighth grade but it it is it, it is weird. Like it is weird when you think about it. Where you have on the one hand you have the most famous comic book characters, superheroes of all time. You have Superman, you have Batman, you have the Joker, you have Wonder Woman, and meanwhile you had Marvel, who without their big characters, like the closest thing that was a big character was Hulk, who they couldn't even use in solo films because of uh, deal with Universal Studios. They made the biggest franchise, just with, almost, with basically like, D grade characters. With yeah, with like just unknown Ant-Man, people and now Galaxy. they're huge <laughs> yeah it's insane black widow hawkeye you know captain america is pretty well known and thor is kind of well known and then you had a hulk for team-up movies you know so what they did what they accomplished was huge and the takeaway from a lot of hollywood was shared universe slash for like brand recognition and so um not to get into the failures of the dc film franchise but at a bottom line wasn't as big a hit as marvel was and now there's in sort of this weird disarray within the company and so the new guy is coming in and according to variety his big thing is dc needs to do two things first there needs to be a quote synergy between products like there needs to be synergy between the productions also he's pointing to smaller products like uh, smaller products like the joker film and the peacemaker tv show as examples of how to take lower level characters and making them like franchise. Successful, and so he wants to simultaneously achieve the level brand recognition that Marvel does. While um, conversely, one's projects like Joker and Peacemaker, or how you can expand and capitalize on the brand recognition, so he wants to build DC's brand because that's one thing that Disney's done that DC has not. People Correct. will just see a Marvel movie. Right. Doesn't matter who's in it. Morbius like, is testament to this. <laughs> Morbius, yes. Morbius is you know managed to just even get just a taste of the Marvel brand, and so people saw it just because of that. Uh, horribly backfired on them, but still, like when something like Morbius can become part of the cultural conversation, while movies featuring like characters Superman, like Superman and Batman, or even like when you look at something like Birds of Prey right like okay that, that movie didn't have batman in it but it is directly tied to the batman franchise joker makes non-speaking cameos in it it featured a ton of a-list actors like that like that when these types of movies can't be successful regardless of the quality of the film like because like people could talk about like movies are good like to an extent whether a movie is good or bad does matter but like the initial big weekend box office the initial like Right. Because the first As an industry, Squad movie, what needs you know, to happen
0: is that it makes a lot of money for two weeks. That's, it, and, and not just that, but it also stretches into other industries. So, um, case in point with uh, not Birds of Prey, but Suicide Squad, I don't know how successful it was in theaters, but I can tell you none of those products sold at work, um, <laughs> none of them. And they went to clearance after a long time. Cause I guess they had a deal saying like, no, this is going to be big. It's going to be, and then it wasn't. And that's a problem. Like you, you need these, um, it's not, it's important to know, like as movie people, um, that when it comes to big brands and big companies like this, uh, the movie is like a commercial, for the other products. Oh, I love that movie. So I want to wear that t-shirt. I want to own those products. I want to get that Funko pop. I want to do this, 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 and that Um, I want to buy more comics. And like, I saw Batman, it was okay. And then I was like, Hmm, you know, I haven't played Arkham Knight. So I played (laughs) Arkham Knight and then I bought a Batman comic and then I picked up Gotham by Gaslight and I picked up some other stuff. So like I, it, that's kind of like the thing that like DC, like, like when I saw Aquaman it didn't get me to go get Aquaman products. It when I saw Shazam it didn't get me to go get Shazam products. When I see Marvel stuff though, it does get me interested in that maybe not buying products but watching more Marvel properties. Um even though I've been ghosting Moon Knight, which I know I'm going to really like. <laughs> but like It has a tremendously good pilot episode. Yeah, I I heard it was very good. Um yeah. and so like uh D- DC doesn't have this though. It really does not. Like I think it mm-hmm. I think like because they we didn't we didn't talk about this, but, but like they have switched hands for their not showrunner is not the right word, but that guy, the Kevin Feige-esque. Well, that's another figure. thing I want to talk about. In a second, they, but yeah. They've switched hands so many times. In fact, like they had a, a lead and that was when it was the DCEU, but then that wasn't successful. BV, BVS being the, the example and Justice League also. Um, BVS did poorly. So they like fired that guy. They brought in two people who then greenlit Aquaman, Shazam and Wonder Woman but then Justice League came out, which wasn't their movie, and like they got fired too, but they still had Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Shazam to come out, and all three of those movies, which they greenlit, were good, but they had already fired them, and Aquaman making over a billion. So it was like, oops, we fired the guys that actually made it work, because Shazam was great. It's still great, <laughs> and it gets better with age. It's like a fine wine. It's the one thing in the DC EU. That I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to see Black Adam because it correlates to Shazam. Not because, well, I also want to see Black Adam (laughs) because I like Centennial and I want to watch the the hierarchy uh, of
1: powers, but it changed the DC universe. (laughs) That's why
0: (laughs) Shazam, frankly, though, could have been the Iron Man of the of the franchise where it's take a take a character that has less risk, only can go up only can go up in terms of the movie world like it maybe shazam's cool in the comics whatever but like in the world of film is unknown could have been a low budget not low like iron man wasn't a low budget but like a medium budget so that it only can go up and then it draws people in to go more and more and more i mean even iron man 3 was a bill a million dollar movie uh, or billion dollar movie i think right it was like yes. it was yeah so, and it like made quite
1: a, yeah it the vendors the first one made like 1. 1.5 1. 1.6 and, and I, think I think iron man, iron man 1. was 1. 1.3 or yeah, yeah. 1.3 but
0: yeah. still like it was a progress and that was five years that wasn't that long maybe four three or four um and uh, but they kept switching leads and then there was a, a the third guy came in and just was like this is a mess i'm gonna green light joke green light joker because it's gonna be low budget why not and then it killed it uh but now they're doing it again where they just did this merge and this new guy wants to so, get yeah Wal- so w-
1: walter hamada has been the head of the uh the dc universe for a bit and he's yes. still sticking around till 20 20- through 2023 i think yeah and so I he's gonna help craft good. like the future good uh good good, the good dc franchise so there's yeah some level of consistency um but to your point about like the whole like selling the products thing like part of the mentioned synergy is they want to have some some more like Quote like, I mean, it's a very buzzword-heavy article, but basically, they also want to get the DC like video games up and running. Like, they want to have
0: I remember games, that. yeah, you
1: know, that probably possibly correlate with the movies in some way, which so, is like, great because hey,
0: Marvel cannot get off the ground with that.
1: I heard the Guardians <laughs> game
0: is good, but then I also yeah. heard they talk way too much, so I really don't want to. Yeah,
1: play. <laughs> insert memes, jokes about the terrible Avengers Square Unix game that everyone yeah. hates. But yeah, like so, which. there's been a lot of mixed feelings about this because among the dc fan base it's it's just a horrible civil war between people who just want the entire franchise to basically hit the reboot button move on from the baggage of the last (laughs) of the the snyder cut, the (laughs) the snyder whole snyder universe which even if you like the snyder stuff when you're talking about simplifying also cost cutting is something that was mentioned as a goal where you can't spend 600 million dollars in a movie that makes eight like that doesn't like even like make back a quarter of that budget you know what i mean like if you're going for brain synergy having two separate universes running isn't the answer like you can't have a snyder running on hbo max and then have batman movies in theaters plus you have television shows Plus, you have the regular DCEU running at the same time. Can you imagine
0: time? being the grandparent buying the Batman toy for their kid in Christmas? And it's like, I didn't want the Rob Battenson. I wanted the Ben Affleck. <laughs> I wanted the <laughs> Michael ah! Keaton Batman. <laughs> that's right. It'd be just uh, ridiculous. I oh, baby my gosh. Batman we haven't even talked Gotham. about Ezra Miller. So, like, the future well, of that. That's a whole other thing.
1: <laughs> that, that's at the end. but <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> but, like, one of the mentioned issues that this person has is, like, the Don't DC... hold
0: your breath, guys. We'll talk about Ezra Miller wow. soon. Ooh,
1: the, when you think about it, it's it's wild that like they haven't been able to get like really Superman <laughs> off the ground as a character.
0: Yeah, like they're so like I like Superman. It's a cool idea. I love the Superman only as a the only Superman that seems to get off the ground is Evil Superman, which the reason it works in Justice League is because it's momentary. So it's a total like surprise. You're like, well, not a surprise, but like it's it's brief. And it introduces risk. And so it becomes quite cool. But like a whole movie built around that would be weird. And like, that seems to be what Snyder wants to do. But that's because Snyder's edgy and also doesn't understand humans. So like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if... No, I don't think so. Give me some I'll, All-Star. All-Star Superman know. would
1: be so good. But I'll mention that Superman and Lois on television is great. I've heard it's great. So. Yeah, I need to... I've been That has been on
0: my watch list for a long time. Is it finally, is the full season finally on HBO Max? Because I know there was like a I, yes, half and half thing. I believe thing. so, yeah. Okay,
1: then then I'm definitely doing that. Um, yeah, like, it, again, like, regardless of how you feel, because I have so much of the conversation for this stuff, for whatever reason, gets really emotionally charged. Again, baseline, like, no matter how you feel about these movies, remember how you feel about the decisions they made, the fact that, like, we aren't on our fourth Superman movie since Man of Steel came out 10 years ago is crazy it's ridiculous. Like, just think about that for a second like why why are we not on to like superman training up a, a successor or something and for the record um make sure i get his name correct here uh because i don't want to uh tana Hesse uh has oh, just yes. turned in his superman draft uh, because there's apparently possibly more than one superman project in the works right now I believe, I'm not sure if this is the Michael B. Jordan Superman project that's been rumored and talked about so much. But like, if this is part of the whole, like, okay, we need to just simplify the universe. We need things to be connected. Um, Things need to be simple so people understand what's going on. Yeah, give me me a Superman. Even if it's not Clark Kent, give me a Superman that's running around. And all this is in the shadow of two things happening at the same time. The first is there is a Flash movie coming out. That is rebooting the, the entire franchise. And I'm not getting into the Ezra Miller thing too hardcore <laughs> because it's a rumor that there might be some mental illness stuff going on there. Correct. But yeah. One, don't want to make fun of them. It's just more
0: yeah, it's, unfortunate. We'll wait for more that...
1: information to come out. or <laughs> making definitive statements. But poor Warner Brothers. They just can't seem to get a hold of which actors to, to or to not have. They simultaneously hired both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard at the same time for two separate franchises. I know. Because they decided to split the difference, I guess. And, you know, Barry Koenig just got arrested for public intoxication. Um, now, Ezra Miller isn't, they two big franchises and just went on a rampage across Hawaii, allegedly. And it's just, but, but the point in that movie, we're replacing ben, like, Michael Keaton Batman is supposed to be the Batman universe, setting up the Batgirl movie. Uh, Supergirl is going to be now the the Kryptonian representative so to speak and so how is all this going to play into that while they also have Shazam 2 Aquaman 2 mm-hmm. and Black mm-hmm. Adam all coming out already made in this universe and so if you're going to simplify the entire franchise what are you going to do are you just going to play off any future changes based on like well okay because of Flashpoint this actor's here now or something you know it, but I don't know. It's it's such a weird situation to be in where clearly there's gold in them hills. Like, I can see the Discovery Warner Brothers people just staring at this giant hill like, there's gold in there somewhere. <laughs> we just gotta make it work. I don't know why this hasn't worked so far. We
0: gotta make they it might, work. They might have to do the Final Crisis direction that Snyder is trying to do because Final Crisis is across every universe. Well, all of the crises have multiple universe stuff, but Final Crisis would really draw in all the universes together and then you could just cascade out of that maybe the end of final crisis is in a narrative reason is we just need we need one universe to prevent like like kang the conqueror we need to make one universe to keep everyone safe but as a metatextual thing it's we need one universe to make this marketing so much easier <laughs> um which I- would be big brain of snyder to have pit pigeonholed everybody into forcing his vision to actually come true. But like uh which why not? Like the I the Snyder cut was pretty cool. It is definitely good. But like Warner Brothers is in a bad position where the Snyder cut took forever to finally come out and actually has ended up
1: really expensive in the end when you think about it. Like how much money it costs too and
0: also just not ignoring even money it's just stupid how it had to come out like this, this entire system of all of it coming. Like, it's just ridiculous trying to like, I, I've, I've, I would like for a let's talk in the future to basically just be, let's talk about the Snyder cut and the history and how we got here. Um, Because it is like, it's not, viable uh for moving forward both in a creative sense to to like make a movie and then have a production company go actually we're changing it so we're going to bring in another director which i recognize there was personal stuff going on at the time with Zack Snyder but like it's just not doable because then you go and look at the marvel machine and it's like man it's perfect like everything moves perfectly fine in a well system and it just yeah there is gold in here but it's just a mess and it's got to be sifted through uh i don't know how they're gonna do it i don't know how they're gonna do it because like you said there's like four movies that they've basically finished making that are they coming out next year i guess what's going on like are we just gonna drop on hbo max because we got to dump them somewhere like they're done what what do we do
1: (laughs) it's it's also this weird the the convergence of a company wanting to maximize the investment versus what I actually want as a, as a fan, I guess. Cause like the, the best stuff that come out of DC recently to me has been the stuff that really leaves the shared universe thing behind. Doom yes. patrol is a great show. I liked the Joker movie. I clearly liked the Batman movie more than you did. And I mean, the Batman was a hit like it, right. it just crossed yeah. $150 million worldwide, which Given the circumstance, given the fact it's right now on HBO Max for you to watch, is pretty impressive, you know? And everything they've done that really leaves this shared because there's a part of me that like my shared universe, I want to see a bunch of years you know to fight a big bad bulbous bad guy who shoots like random lasers or whatever. Like that itch gets scratched by the Marvel movies. Like I don't want to go see another movie that does the same thing again. Like is Dark side is a great character. I do Dark side is one of the greatest villains in comic book history. But I did just see the Avengers fight Thanos more than once. You know, so like even yes. if it's the best movie ever, like there's gonna be this lingering sense of I kinda already saw this once. They gotta you know? bring in
0: Taiko Watiti and he'll do baby dark side. <laughs> <laughs> be like, yo guys, they haven't seen this before. There is a they can have a... the conversation. If you could kill baby Hitler, would you do it? Yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna be what they do at Dark Side.
1: <laughs> yeah, putting aside the, all the baby comics out there, the Justice <laughs> Baby stuff. There's a great comic called JL8, and it's a Justice League characters as kids at preschool. Amazing bub comic. I highly recommend it. But yeah, like I don't want, I, I, what makes Joker stand out to me, even just thinking about it? Like, I remember it more than some of these other Marvel movies because it's just you're watching a weird guy walk around Gotham being weird. And at the end, he puts on a Joker costume. Like, okay, I'll see that. Give me more movies like that. I will gladly watch a Plus, Batman. It's Hush movie. so cheap to make. It's like these
0: incredibly like, cheap. How much make. did the Batman cost to make? Because it's basically just guy in room and costume. I think, like, that I think can't it was a hundred million
1: dollar movie overall. It wouldn't surprise me if a huge amount of that budget. 100
0: million is not that much.
1: Like, that is pretty low. It is a ton of like big name actors, too. Right. So, I wouldn't surprise you if that's where a lot of budget went. But yeah, like, but so, like, I don't want a unified DC universe with a homogenous in house style. I don't want to see Shazam 3 that feels the same as Aquaman, which feels the same as a Green Lantern movie, which feels the same as a Green Arrow movie, I guess. You know, like, I like the fact that you can go. Whether or not you like all these movies, it is nice that the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey feel different from Batman versus Superman, which feels different from the Wonder Woman movies, which feel like at least it feels like I'm seeing different movies made by Correct. different yeah. filmmakers. You know, I've said this before, like after watching Morbius, man, I don't like the Snyder DC films, but those felt like Zack Snyder movies. Right. You know, right. and I don't want some a group of suits at Warner Brothers being like, well, we're kind of trying to achieve a level of brand synergy here and how people should know what they're getting into when they see a DC movie, you know, like, I don't want that. Like, I don't, I don't want doom patrol to get canceled because, or and I don't want them to rein in James gun on another season of peacemaker. If one exists, because, you know, while well, they're saying a lot of potty mouth words and you know, that's not really what we're about here at DC comics anymore. Like that would be sad. Like, and I, I'd like be sad if we didn't get like a Constantine movie that's like a horror film or a Zatanna movie that feels like a weird, like mystical magic movie or because they're bringing in Dr. Fate and Black Adam and there's tons of stuff you could do with that. And I don't want someone to come in and rip up the script because nobody looks at the camera and goes, dude, that sounded better in my head? You know, or whatever it is they want them to start saying now. You know, I don't know that the, the prospect of this seems kind of sad because. And there's a part of me that's enjoyed the train wreck that is DC, you know, just like they, there's an infamous, it's, it's a version of D day for DC Comics fans. When the Rotten Tomatoes score for Batman for Superman came out, it just, were you there for that? Melvin? Do you, do you remember I that day in history? vaguely
0: remember. I don't remember. Like I, do I remember the day it happened? I know it was like, Oh no, it's bad. Like <laughs> people were freaking out and it was just like crazy. But then like I saw it that weekend it was like, Oh man, this is bad. Like, that was a date night too. I visited my wife down in Virginia, and we went to see it, packed theater. And I'm audibly just talking out loud, like, "What's happening? This is bad." She runs over to get the scepter and throws it into the pit, and I'm like, "Why'd she do that?" <laughs> oh, so she could go back and almost die getting it out. <laughs> what a, what a bad movie. But what what happened that day? Like, was it oh, just, just like, like yeah,
1: I was, people just, were freaking it exploded.
0: out? Because this was. I haven't um, seen the movie yet, but just I wanted to say that this movie's good.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Again, because there's just weird, like, there's this weird rivalry thing, right? Just like, now it's our turn, you dumb babies with your Marvel movies. (laughs) It's like, they're very similar in tone to Marvel. Like, I honestly, like, I'm just going to say it. Like, the DC movies are kind of darker in like a very surface way like yes they're yes in a very surface way you know characters might grimace more and more people might get killed but they're not that dark you know like david cronenberg saying the last 20 minutes of his new movie with Kristen stewart are going to ask people to faint and walk out of the theater okay that sounds dark <laughs> but you know jimmy olsen gets shot in the face 30 seconds into bound over superman like that's dark in a very kind of like dumb way. <laughs> it doesn't do much for me, but,
0: um, is it still canon that that's Jimmy Olsen? Cause I know that that's what Snyder said. It's but in then the credits. Told, that's
1: credit as Jimmy Olsen. So. Wow. That's, Jimmy Olsen is, got shot in the face. Know, he's get a, lines.
0: He, I don't understand like <laughs> how, he, how he, how he processes life. And again, I, I, so I feel like strange. I need to say this
1: all the time. I like his other movies, like outside of these movies, I think they're really enjoyable as action films. And I like, his sensibilities in terms of the way he directs action and stuff I just don't particularly care for his take on this specific set of characters you know but so it goes that's how it goes I
0: I know we've talked about it before on the podcast how it's cool to think theoretically like DC movies have had the opportunity that the comics do, which is same characters just doing different things and different universes all over. And then you have cool opportunities for crossovers in the, in the multiverse sense that only Marvel just did with No Way Home, um, where you have a big event where this character is affecting other people in other worlds, kind of like how in What If uh, later in the show – uh, at the end of an episode, a bunch of Ultron robots just appear. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. So now we're going to start seeing everything crossover. Because then you could just be watching the Batman 4 or something, and something happens where he gets warped into another world. And I don't know. Like, that sounds terrible as I'm describing <laughs> it.
1: But like, <laughs> or but you could someone gets shot that. with an arrow and it's green arrow because he needs Batman's help.
0: Sure. And something like that. Or you do injustice where it's like we start the movie and they lose. And then we go into another world where they do the same thing, but they win. And then they're, but they're starting to see that something from another universe is encroaching on them. And then, okay, you do your bad Batman or you, you do your evil Superman thing that way. But like, uh, it's, but you gotta work up to it. You can't just do it right away like they did with their early TCEU stuff where they just did it where like the introduction to other characters is TikTok videos on uh, Lex Luker's (laughs) uh, streaming thing where not only has he collected info on metahumans but he's also professionally hired uh, a graphic designer on Upwork <laughs> to make them logos for them. Like, it's just... It's very nice it's, of them, yeah. Yeah, isn't that cute? Uh, I hate these people, but also, let me give them some fashion tips. Like, it's just... As he has his bald head, I don't know, it's just ridiculous. But um, I, if they want to make it work, they have to do it at a slower pace or just make consistently good movies, which, hey, they've kind of done that over the last few yeah uh, I mean... years. Uh, in fact, all they're the movies that are winning Oscars and Marvel isn't like, and so there's precedent to that. But like, um, even so it's just, I mean, even suicide squad, the first one has an Oscar to its name. Isn't that ridiculous? Ugh, Oscar for like what,
1: makeup squad. or something,
0: makeup for killer croc, which I don't understand, but whatever. Um, insane <laughs>
1: it's just insane uh, Oscar nominated I, I, I wish Oscar they just a picture of Harley Quinn with just like her white face <laughs> like Oscar for makeup <laughs>
0: like. I could they even include her because she was also digitally enhanced in the sense that uh, Margot Robbie was given an outfit but then someone at editing said they need to make that skimpier so they literally CGI'd her shorts to be shorter but that can you Oscar nominate that like I don't think so uh. I don't think that's how it works <sighs> So but, many reasons I don't like that movie. What a disaster. That doesn't make the top fifty reasons, but it's a a reason. But yeah. I, the w- fact that a movie can have fifty reasons you don't like it though, that is a success. <laughs> I mean, Achievement unlocked. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> um no one's gonna listen to me for this, but like I, I know because the goal, again, it's the brand they want to establish the brand where the brand sells. It doesn't matter what characters are in the movie. It doesn't matter if they're making a uh, you know, the Adam yes. or in, a plastic it, man yeah. movie. People will see it because there's DC on it. But I think, like, I I personally, as someone who's seen way too many of these stupid movies, I what I would be interested in is something similar we're talking about where, like, yeah, give me three just Batman movies, like Batman doing Batman stuff. And then at the end, another DC character, be it Green Arrow or someone that fits the tone, shows up because they just need Batman's help solving a case because he's a detective. And you have these, like, little subtle connections where characters will occasionally pop in and out of each other's movies, And maybe after 10 or 15 of these things, you have some big team up movie because you've built up to it and everyone knows these characters. Everyone's excited right? because I'm tired of the world ending in a movie. I give me a movie where the question seeks out Batman because someone's been murdered. And then later they have to consult Dr. Fate because it turns out, or John Constantine because it turns out the murder has a supernatural, like maybe even sort of horror element to it.
0: Oh, like the guy from invincible. Um, What's his name? The demon who does that yes, uh, is He's the noir detective.
1: Who is a mixture of John Constantine and Ettrick yes. um, and the demon. But yeah, yeah, like give me something like that. You can have there, you can have your darker tone. It can be more mature because the fact it's a murder mystery automatically means it's different than Ant-Man tricking up and down or whatever. And then like, but then you have like a natural team up that makes sense. And it makes sense why the characters are interacting. And you can have some fun character stuff where someone, people keep trying to make Batman be more emotional or, you have a wisecracker hanging out with Batman. There, boom, instant comedy magic, you know, whatever. Like, and then maybe there's some breadcrumbs that lead to a bigger team-up movie because the the evil behind what has happened might be some nefarious force because it's actually Vandal Savage or whatever, you know. That's what I want. Like, I'm tired of people just show show up through portals to fight now, you know, because that's, that's all you need. If I want Vulture in the movie. Okay, sure. He just shows up. <laughs> like, who cares if it doesn't make yeah. sense or not? You know, that's I don't want that. But I'm worried that's what the bean counters are looking at. Okay, go, oh, those Disney folks, they're making quite a bit of coin, just shoving characters in the movies. And even Sony's getting in on it. So, you know, it's our turn.
0: I think um, I don't know if people are because I know when Civil War, Captain America Civil War came out. Some people were, uh, I guess, rightfully disappointed in comparison to Winter Soldier. But, like, some people didn't like it because of the recreation of Zemo's character. But, like, I always liked that the ending is just people fighting because of basically deep personal reasons. That Iron Man's like, yeah, well, he killed my parents. Like, (laughs) I'm going to kill him. Like, that's great. Like, that adds tension. That gives depth to a character. That moves forward with that character as well. It's also in character. (laughs) Because... Uh, Tony Stark has consistently had parent problems forever. I mean, Iron Man 2 is a seriously flawed film that I quite enjoy because they do a fair amount of like just wild card stuff in that film. I feel like for Tony Stark as a character, Um, but it takes a long time to build characters. And part of why team up movies work is because you've built these characters already so that when Avengers comes along, I'm not having to learn these characters. I, other than like basically Hulk, um, I'm just getting to see how do these characters make new characters as they interact with one another. And that can't happen if I don't know who these characters are in the first place. And it also can't happen if it's been six years since the last movie, this character's in like Shazam's cool, but now it's been forever. Like I can, I've said before, like with the age of streaming and the ease of watching movies now, you kind of can do that. Like you could just like, Shazam I could just watch today and it's so easy to watch it that making a sequel now is much more palatable than back in the day when I feel like if you make a sequel 8 years later it's much harder to continue a storyline but like uh, watching a team up of Shazam with someone else feels strange if you it, in theory because it would just be like so long since the character's been around plus like Shazam's going to be hard now just because the actor who plays Shazam or not not Levy, but the, the kid version is now an adult. <laughs> so, like, what are they going to de-age him? Like they did in it chapter two. Like, it's what's going on. Like, it's just going to be so much more harder. But we're just going around at this point. I I just think if if we're going to see what they do in the future, um the the most interesting thing I have right now is going to be what are they going to do with the movies that are already done. Are they going to add some reshoots to clean them up? Are they going to? Because they've already said, like, we all saw. Oh, my gosh. What was the last DC movie we just saw? The Batman. Um, There's that trailer in the beginning that says, hey, there's five movies coming out the rest of the year. And then the (laughs) next day.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The next day they delayed all of them. Like, are they now reshooting to clean them up? Are they going to make them definitive ends for these characters so that they can reboot stuff? What are they going to do? Like, that's going to be fascinating to me. And as usual with DC, it's the background stuff that's interesting, more so than the films themselves. Because with Marvel, no one knows what's going on in the background. Even when they come up with extra background stuff, like in their DVDs, they're all polished and sanitized because Disney has such a strict machine. Um, so I guess, I don't know, I guess we get to just wait and see, wait and see.
1: Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried a little bit. I mean, there's part... Um, yeah, I'm wor- I'm worried a little bit. I mean, there's a part of me that's happy that there's direction for the and the big thing we haven't mentioned yet is people are speculating that they what this is going to lead to is them spinning DC into its own studio the way that Marvel Studios kind of I've heard, heard of itself. that.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: And like I'm excited for the idea of some sort of cohesiveness, but like I said I'm not somebody who the shared universe isn't like it doesn't hold much shine for me anymore after um, watching multiple movies in different franchises. We have the monster verse. Uh, we have the failed dark universe. And, you know, I also get a lot of shared universe stuff out of the animated stuff. Like if you really want to see Batman, Superman team up to fight, you get, there's tons of cartoons out there for you to watch. But um, so I'm, I'm happy if they did cohesiveness, but like, yeah, I'm worried that these movies are already finished just getting it dumped and then forgotten about. Because what's worse than a movie that's being shored into a shared universe is a movie that was designed to be in a shared universe that just gets abandoned and now it's just what is this movie you know it has it has dangling plot threads that never get resolved it has a cliffhanger ending cuz it's supposed to get resolved in like third movie different series ah the you x-men know. syndrome the x-men problem where professor x dies and comes back multiple times cuz they can cuz they keep changing what their plans are you know and I don't know.
0: I, they could just do what we we've experienced in the Saw movies, where he's they confirm that he's totally dead, but he planned for it. He had so many <laughs> tape
1: recorders, you know. <laughs> and now there's someone else just listening to his tape recorders and doing what he said, you know. Uh, I, it's a weird time to be a comic book fan in some ways because. Like you simultaneously getting everything you ever wanted, but almost like a monkey's paw version of it. It's like, you wanted a black Adam movie. Okay. You know, and mm-hmm. like you, you love Batman, huh? Well, now there's gonna be 50 Batman things all at once. All it. We're, getting, we're getting, a Gotham Knights TV show on the CW. We're getting seasons of Titans. There's about Batman. There's like a bunch of Batman running around. I don't know. I'm just, it's everything I ever wanted and I'm getting bored of it. No, I am tired know. old man I'm becoming tired and old. I slept. Um, I didn't sleep. I I I slept two hours Friday oh into Saturday. And I slept two hours Saturday into Sunday. And here I am. I woke up this morning and I almost was not able to physically get out of bed because my entire body hurt and I was like dizzy, like the room. Go was sleep. Staying. Go home and sleep. And no, I'm I'm at of the office now, so now it's time to work, baby. Um, <laughs> but no, hustle culture
0: kills. <laughs> Trust the Lord. Rest. Rest.
1: Maybe. Maybe I do need just one day to to chill. But anyway, Melvin, would you recommend the DC Warner Brothers uh, <laughs> Discovery merger?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, why not? Let's. Uh, it's not like they've committed to anything that was successful anyway. I mean, Joker, sure, there was a pandemic. I get that. I understand. I was there. I was there during the pandemic. I lived it. But, like, why haven't we gotten another movie in the rumored black label uh, franchise of DC stuff when that movie was criminally cheap to make and made over a million dollars. I just don't get it so whatever try but whoever they get for now they'll lock in to run things let him stick around for five years not a couple months <laughs> so that we can see what he produces. Uh, as opposed to the last few years where it's like just trading hands. You you cannot cannot run a system like that. So uh, yeah, you know what? Recommend it. Seal of approval. Senate doctrine says good. Yes, I agree. But not the best multiverse thing I've seen this year. That is everything everywhere all at once. Please go watch that movie. That is the best multiverse thing. Uh, The only multiverse thing that matters... Uh, It takes Loki multiverse stuff and makes it smarter and more emotional and funnier. So go, go watch that. That is my seal of approval. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Cinematic Doctrine. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast. And as mentioned before, Cinematic Doctrine has a Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you're opted into a once-a-month movie poll where you decide a movie we discuss on the podcast. There are other unique benefits that come with supporting the podcast, so be sure to check that out at patreon.com forward slash doctrine. A special shout-out to those who support at the Art House Theater tier on Patreon. Thank you so much, Mom, Dad, Melanie, Sherlion, and Thomas. You guys are the best, and your continued monetary support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, stay cool. Want some Cinematic Doctrine swag? You're in luck! We've got 3-inch Cinematic Doctrine logo stickers exclusive for Patreon supporters. Perfect for your travel mug or laptop. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematicdoctrine, link in the show notes, and choose the independent theater tier. Doing so will net you other perks too. But let's be real, the podcast stickers are the coolest perk. So get yourself some podcast stickers by supporting on Patreon.